Hello, and thank you for joining us for the Hatchbend Apostolic Church web broadcast. In our society today, some, and yes, sadly, maybe even most, question the value of preaching in their lives. But we still believe what Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. In essence, Paul preached that God has chosen the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. And so that's why we still place such a high value on the preached word of God in agreement to the scripture. And so now I'd like to thank you again for joining us for a message from the pulpit of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. chapter 25, verse 29. I'm going to read one verse. I just wanted to connect with Brother Williams this morning where he where he was closing up of his message. He was talking about, uh, well, he was talking about the, the barriers before, of, before uh, Thanksgiving, but in his last of his comments, he was talking about the enemy wants to kill, steal, and destroy. That's his ultimate goal in our life is to destroy every in, in every way in life he wants us to do. And then Brother Chris was talking about hindrances. And I feel like there's a spirit of hindrance coming against the church in the last days. And I feel like there's a hindrance in this, in this in, sometimes in this atmosphere. I feel like in this service tonight, today they've been a hindrance trying to go forth. For people, there's someone here today I feel like it needs something from God. And I believe the enemy is fighting just as hard as he can. He's trying to hindrance, hinder from you from hearing what God has and, and hearing, hindering you from what God wants to do in your life today. So today, if you will, join me in 1 Samuel chapter 25, verse 29. The Bible says, Yet a man is risen to pursue thee and to seek thy soul. But the soul of thy Lord shall be bound in the bundle of life with the Lord thy God. And the souls of thine enemy them shall he sling out as out of the middle of a sling. If you will, join me in prayer right now. Lord, I ask you right now, Lord Jesus, to touch this earthly vessel. Lord, I ask you to move on me today, Lord Jesus. And I ask you, Lord Jesus, to allow your anointing to flow through me. Lord Jesus, into this congregation, Lord Jesus, I ask you to touch everyone that's under the sound of my voice. Lord, allow this word, Lord Jesus, to settle on their hearts today. Lord, I ask you to move today, Lord Jesus, in this service, Lord Jesus, and have, have lives changed, Lord Jesus, in, in this atmosphere, Lord Jesus. We rebuke this hindrance that's coming against us today. Lord, in Jesus' name we pray. Thank you, Jesus. You may be seated. Life is referred to in this scripture as a bundle. And that's just what life is. Life is, there's laughter, there's tears, there's pleasure. There's pain. There's all assets of this in, all bound up in life. We have different things. You know, our life changes just from day to day. Our life changes from minute to minute. One minute we're happy. One minute something, life changes and we're sad. One minute we're, we're everything's going good and then all of a sudden our world is upside down. Life is just a, a bundle of this, these mindsets and bundle of the things that the enemy threw, throws at us because life is marked by highs and lows. We cannot, cannot allow circumstances to define us. It's so easy for this world, the circumstances we face. Sometimes when things are going against us, when trouble is going against us, so many times it's easy to allow that to define us, define our day, define our week, 
and to find our future and everything else. And we, we can't allow what we're going through right now to define us. Jesus himself said in John 16, in verse 33, he says, These things I have spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome this world. So in him we can overcome whatever we face. The enemy can't throw anything at us that he can't he hadn't already overcome. So today I'm here to tell someone, whatever you're going through today, we can overcome it through Jesus today. Even though we face tribulations, there's times in our life that we have success. We strive for success. We go to college to succeed. We go do this and we work hard to succeed every day. We get up every morning, we go to our jobs, and that's what we go for is because we want to succeed in life. But I want to stop for a minute and remind us that the devil sometimes chooses to undermine our lives during these times of success. He don't have to get us when we're down. He don't have to knock us down when we're, when we're, we're under the, it seems like we're losing everything. It seems like everything's going wrong. That ain't the only time the devil is attacking us. He'll come after us even when we're, we're on top. And the Bible tells us the same story. You know, sometimes in life, the most vulnerable season of life is when walks in victory. That is the most vulnerable time in life. When the sun of accomplishment is at its peak, whether it's professionally, financially, or spiritually. Sometimes when we're on the top of the world, that's when we're vulnerable. Because it's easy to get so overconfident that when everything's going our way, we don't need God. We don't have to worry. We are not. We, we kind of forget about praying and we forget about our communion with God when we got everything going. When the world, the old saying, when we got the world by the tail, we 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 where do we turn? When but when everything starts falling apart, that's the first place we go. We want to find God when everything starts falling apart. But we have to be careful when we're on top of the world because that's where the enemy he tries to slip in and he tries to he tries to destroy us. But it doesn't matter. We cannot allow the highs or the lows to defy us, define us. At first glance, if you look at the, the, the first glance in the two Old Testament books, of First and Second Chronicles, if you read through them, if anybody, everybody's read through the Bible, and when they read through the Bible, you get to these two books, there tend to be dull accounts of history. Numerous generations of the Jews, you know, it gets where they begats, and you get all this there. Most of the time when I go through that, I read through that. If I'm not reading with a, you know, automobile, Bible or something where they kind of pronounce all them names because I can't pronounce 99% of them names. So most of the time I just kind of mumble through that, right? Anybody else agree with me to do that same thing? But when we go through that, sometimes, you know, we just kind of skim through that. But I want to stop and share something. And, but if you keep reading in First Chronicles chapter 7, you will find a timeless truth. It is here we find the story of a name man, man, man named Ephraim. Ephraim and his family were living in the land that God had gave his forefather Abraham. When suddenly the men of Gath, the Bible says, just right in the middle of these list of names, the Bible just stops and says, the men of Gath swept down and killed his sons. Ephraim was broken. Without no warning, his life was filled with turmoil. Ephraim was empty. Without a doubt, this was a season of true suffering in Ephraim's life. His confidence was shattered. His hope was all but gone. It was then and there when he retreated home to the arms of his wife. Then in the shadow of this horrific event, 
his wife conceived and later gave birth to a son. Not surprisingly, the, the child they, they named this child Bariah, or the son of sorrow and trouble. How would you like to have the name son of sorrow and trouble? But here this, this young man was born right in the middle of the horrific time in his parents' life, right in the middle of probably the worst, worst trial they'd ever been through. But here this son was born. They even, so they were so much in, so much of a sorrowful time in their life that they, they named their son the son of sorrow. But if you just keep reading just some 30 verses later, in the midst just of a long list of names, the truth comes full circle. It says, without an explanation, in, in 1 Chronicles 8 and 13, it says, without an explanation, quite simply, the Bible just says, Bariah drove out the inhabitants of Gath. That which was born in the season of sorrow was an instrument which God chose to deliver his people. So sometimes when we're going through trials, sometimes we brush it down. We say, well, the enemy, God's, he's trying to, He's trying to discipline me here. He's trying to do this to me or the enemy's got me, got me beat down or this or that. But what God may be trying to do is he may be trying to get you to a place that God can born something in you. He can born something in you to be your deliverer. He can be trying to born something in you to where God wants to use you by. Biblical example shows us that trouble is always temporary. When we're going through that trial, you know, you tell someone that when they're going through something, They'll look at you like, all I can see is the end of the world. All I can see is this is going to last forever. And it doesn't matter how long that trial is in the scheme of eternity. It's just a short time. It's too shall, too shall pass. Difficult circumstances can become the cradle of life's greatest deliverances. The Bible is filled with graphic tales of triumph that had their origin in difficult circumstances. Joseph, look at, look at Joseph. Joseph was cast into a pit, sold into slavery, lied upon, and left to suffer in prison. But if you keep reading in that his story, you'll find out that he went all he went through, he still became the prime minister of Egypt, and he saved his family from starvation. Daniel was betrayed and, and brought before a heathen king and sentenced to die in the lion's den. But the lions got lockjaw, and supernaturally he was spared. But, but because Daniel went through the lion's den, there was a whole heathen nation, disbelieving nation, went to their knees in repentance. Miracles happened. The miracle happened in the lion's den. The miracle happened for, for Joseph in prison. When sometimes in the lowest times in life, that's where God can work. That's where God gets his miracle. Sometimes we have to go through some things, and I'm not here to say every trial we go through is because God is trying to get us somewhere, but I'm here to tell you, tell you someone today, you got to maybe where you're at today. It may not be trying to destroy you. It may not, the enemy may not be trying to destroy you. It may be just getting you to where God is wanting to do a miracle in your life. Paul said in 2 Corinthians 4 and 8, he says, we are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed but not in despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, cast down, but not destroyed. He has a promise to us. He has a promise in Psalms 37. It says, but the salvation of the righteous is of the Lord. 
He is their strength in the times of trouble. And the Lord shall help them and deliver them. He shall deliver them from the wicked and save them because, because they trust in him. We have to put our trust in him. Having shared his trials, we look at David. You know, David wrote Psalm, Psalms 56 and 11 says, He got in God have I put my trust, and I will not be afraid of what man can do unto me. Today, we, can, we put our trust in God. We don't have to worry about what man can do to us. We don't have to worry about what this world is, pulls up in front of our face. We don't have to worry about anything if we put our trust in God. Today in Isaiah 40 and 31, the Bible says, But they wait upon the Lord. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. And they shall walk and not faint. Today, I, as I read that scripture, I've looked up the word wait. You know, because so many times in life, you know, we think about that word wait. We think about that's a matter of just a certain amount of time waiting on something. And that true, that is true. But I looked up that wait, the word wait in the strong concordance. And the original word wait has the suggestion of something weak being wrapped around something strong to gain strength. For an example, Brother, Brother Williams used a piece of a shoestring this morning up here on the pulpit, and I just thought, well, this is tying this together. For an example, it would be to thread a piece of string through the links of a strong steel chain. Once the string is woven among the links, it becomes as strong as the chain. And you would have to break the chain to break the string. I'm challenging us today. You wrap yourself around God to gain strength, not of your own. You know, in life, you know, we, we wrap that chain, that string gets woven through them links. And that's what we do when we, we go to God and we put our trust in him. We allow him to weave through the links of God. And when we weave through the links of him, we gain strength that's not our own. We can, we can handle situations that's not capable of our, ourselves. We, we try to take things on our own and we get overwhelmed. We get overwhelmed into circumstances in life. But when we wrap God around us, when God wraps his arms around us, we gain his strength, and he can overcome anything. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 3 and 18, says, But we all, with open face, behold as in a glass with the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image from the glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. Behold him face to face is the practice of prayer that changes things. Meaningful time spent in his, pres spent in his presence is the process we have to have to change. A man's faith must be placed, a man's faith must have a place to stand, and that is on God's forever changing word. If a man wishes to weave his weakness through Lord's strength, he will find him on them pages of the infallible word. Today I'm here to tell someone, whatever you're going through, you can overcome it. That whatever hindrance is trying to come into your life, don't allow the circumstances of this world, don't allow the circumstances of this life to define you. Don't allow them to hinder you today. Because I feel like there's someone today that I'm speaking to. I feel like there's someone here today that, that's going through some things in their life. It may be something physical. It may be a financial problem or maybe whatever it may be. But it, today I feel like there's someone going through some things today. 
that needs to overcome them. I know last Wednesday, Wednesday night, the ones that was here, we had that prayer line, line, and I feel like God was breaking, breaking some of these things, breaking these bonds that was against on people's lives. But I feel like today, as I've prayed this week about this sermon, I've prayed that God give me something, and God kept carrying me back to this. He carried me, carried me back to circ- somebody's dealing with some circumstances that is trying to destroy them. And I feel like we have to overcome that. The Bible says in John 14 and 26, he says, but the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance. Whatsoever I have said unto you, peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you, not as this world giveth, giveth I you. Let your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Today I'm here to tell someone, as we stand across the place, I ask you today, if you're going through some circumstances in your life, that you feel like the the enemy is just trying to destroy you, and that is exactly what he's trying to do. He is trying to destroy you with every fiber of his being. He's trying to kill you, he's trying to destroy you. But God gives us the power to overcome. Today we already need to overcome fear. Sometimes we have fear of what, what the unknown is. And today I ask us today, as they begin to play, I ask us today, I'm opening the altars today. And how are we going to overcome is if you, if you step out and walk forward, I believe you're, you're weaving yourself with God. And we find our place at this altar today. God can we wrap his arms around you. And it may be a loss in your life or whatever it may be. Whatever you may be struggling with today. I feel it in my spirit today. There's, there's people that need God's arms wrapped around them. God, They need God's strength to pick them up. We need to rely on him. Today as we step out, I feel like as we draw closer to him he'll we'll feel his arms lift us up we'll feel him pick us up and strengthen us this message has been brought to you today by the media ministry of Hatchbend Apostolic Church we pray that it's ministered to you in some way and we'd like to take this opportunity to invite you to join us in service here at Hatchbend Apostolic Our Sunday services begin at 10 a.m. and our Wednesday night service at 7.30 p.m. For any more information or to speak with our ministry staff, please feel free to call our church office at 386-935-2806 or you can visit the contact link here on our website. Again, thank you for listening and we pray God's richest blessings on you and your family.